Welcome to the Brain Trust Driving Change Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Bloomfield. Whether you're a leader, a coach, a salesperson, or even a parent, this podcast focuses on how to leverage the science of decision-making to help you become a more impactful communicator and a driving force for change. Welcome to part two of the Driving Change podcast interview with Tom Ziegler. Let's pick right back up where we left off. You get into a lot more in chapter two around the plan piece, but can you tell the audience the story um, about how sometimes you're just so brilliant you don't realize you're being brilliant when you when you had that quote come out around replacing a bad habit with a good habit? Can you tell us that story and then let's yeah. uh, let's talk about what that means to the group then from that point forward? Yeah, so I was uh, speaking in Australia and I was doing the full day. And I love to ask questions. Uh, the more that when you're when you're doing this, the more it's about the room and less about you, the better the day goes. Amen to that. All right. So at every break, I'm like, who has questions? So this guy raises his hand and he looks at me and, he, and there's about a hundred and I don't know, over a little over a hundred real estate investors and business owners in the room. So it's a pretty it's a pretty high powered room, right? I mean, it's kind of an upper echelon room. And he looks at me and he says, Tom, what is the fastest way to success? And I'd never heard that question before. It's such an obvious question. But usually it's like, hey, what do successful people do? Or what are the three keys to success? Or how would you advise me on being more successful? Right. This guy wanted to know the fastest way. So I had the momentary deer in the headlights look, (laughs) probably a full second. And I said, the fastest way to success is to replace bad habits with good habits. So we go to break. I don't think anything of it. And then we come back from break and my mentor, Steve McKnight, who's hosting this event, he leads off after the break. And the first thing he says is, everybody get your pens out. Did you, did you write down what Tom said? Tom said, the fastest way to success is to replace bad habits with good habits. So I'm on the side of the room and I kind of do the double take. Did I really say that? That sounded pretty good. So I wrote it down. I mean, I literally wrote it down and all day long I'm thinking about it. So that night about eight o'clock, go back to the room, get on the internet and I type into Google, who said the fastest way to success is to replace bad habits with good habits. Nobody had said it. So I claimed it. I sent an email. (laughs) I said, put a quote poster up on the Ziegler Facebook page. Uh, We're almost at 5 million now. I think we were like two and a half million back then. So I claimed it. That then became kind of the anchor quote of the book, Choose to Win. Because the way I rolled that out, and so from a brain perspective, from a practical perspective, the the subtitle of the book, Choose to Win, is Transform Your Life One Simple Choice at a Time. A good choice made over and over again is simply a good habit. Hmm. That's all a good habit is. And so I asked myself the question, because at Ziegler, we teach there's seven areas of life. There's the mental, the spiritual, the physical, the family, the financial, the personal, and the career. And so I asked myself, I tested it. Okay, if I took a bad habit in my mental life and I just stopped that and replaced it with a good habit, what would happen over time? Like if I did this once a week 
for 52 weeks, would my life look completely different? And the answer is yes, because if, if the first week is mental, if the second week is spiritual, if the third week is physical, and I'm just taking a little bad habit and replacing it with a little good habit, my whole world changes in a year. I'll give you one example on the mental. I used to have uh, nightmares every now and then, and I kept trying to figure out why am I having these nightmares? And then I realized I was falling asleep listening to the news. <laughs> like I'm the rocket scientist, right, right? Right, right. And so I made a decision that I would never do that, that if I was going to be listening to anything, it was going to be either positive, uplifting, or neutral. Right. Right. And so no more nightmares. And then amazing. <laughs> it's an amazing thing. Uh, there's one on the physical. So for those people who like the soft drinks that have sugar in it, like a Coke or a Pepsi, um, let's just say you drink one of those a day. If all you did, because we all know it's bad, right? Yep. If all you did was stop drinking that one drink a day and replaced it with a bottle of water in a year and everything else stays the same, okay? Your calorie intake stays the same, except for that one drink. You lose 17 pounds in a year and you'll consume 44 pounds less sugar. That's real doable. It is, right? But it almost seems insurmountable to people who are, who are hooked on that caffeine. But to your point, it's, I think, because people look at the, sometimes they look at the change they have to make and they see it being so far away from them that it almost seems insurmountable. And what you've done is you've broken it down into stop trying to complicate it. Make one simple easy decision a day frequently. And then over time, incrementally, you will make that change that you're setting out to do. Absolutely. So that's the, that was the, the quote or the thing that came out of Australia, the fastest way to success is to replace a bad habit with a good habit. And then, you know, I'm, I'm really, I've, I've been, I've listened to probably 30 hours on brain in the last month you know, how to develop our brain. Yeah. So I've really gone deep nerd on that. <laughs> maybe, maybe we could coin that term. <laughs> but, but here's, the, here's, here's uh, like, a, like an overview takeaway. Our brain is, it's chemistry, it's, it's matter, it's material, it's all these things. And I think the prevailing like undertone in the culture is that our brain controls us and we're just at the whim of our brain. But then there's the other side of it, which says, no, our mind controls our brain. And so here's the choice. Okay, you want the ultimate choice. The choice is you tell your brain what to do. And it has to take, it has to take the instruction. Yeah. And we do that every day. We tell our brain what to do. Unfortunately, most of the time it's negative. <laughs> we, say, we say, don't eat the cheesecake. And all our brain hears is cheesecake. Right. <laughs> it forgets the first part of that command. The whole don't does just right. What we should say is eat the kale. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Well, my, I don't know. My brain might be programmed to ignore those types of inputs, but the, I might be able to do the don't eat the cheesecake command, but the eat the kale command, it's going to sound like the peanuts teacher in the background. <laughs> there was a study that came out last month on kale, believe it or not. And they took a group of people and they had them do positive affirmations about kale every day. I love kale. <laughs> you know, if all I could have, what I would choose is kale. I mean, within three weeks, they were all craving kale. Are you are you sure? And I didn't read this study. Are you sure it wasn't? I love kale dipped in chocolate. Or I love. Was there <laughs> was there something else <laughs> to that? 
No, what you're getting at though is, and we teach this a lot, is it really is about it is about mindset, not about brain set, right? That's your that's your organic matter, but the mindset that you can adopt where you can you can literally change your brain through neuroplasticity. You can create new connections between neurons that form different habits. That what you're doing, what you're talking about has been proven in the neuroscientific community is you're creating new pathways in your brain around this new habit that trump the old pathway, right? right. It runs new tracks over an, old, uh, over an old set of train tracks that go a different direction. And your brain literally creates those new neurons and connections uh, by doing that. Here's a term that I heard this week. We are all neuroplastic surgeons. We're neuroplasticians, every single one of us, because we can choose the thoughts that we have and that, re, that rewires our brain. We physically change the way our, and it's proven on, on brain scans and everything else. You're speaking my love language right now. Tom, and I don't know, uh, we, well, this may go on and on and on. So maybe you have to call your next appointment, send them a text, Tom. Look, I'm, on, I'm, in, I'm in nerd university today with these guys from Brain Trust, so I'm not going to be able to b- clear my calendar. We're going to go nerd out for the rest of the day. No, this is fantastic. And, um, and I think about how many people that we work with, and when we, back to, not to go back all the way back to the why story, but where so many people get hung up on that piece is they've got what I call junk in their brain trunk where whether it's their life's experiences, they were raised in a bad home, they had abuse happen to them, whatever the reason is, their brain has programmed itself to believe that that, in some cases, it gets transferred as I don't have any worth because I didn't believe I had any worth when I was eight because I was abused and never told I had worth. And so your brain literally programs itself to believe that. So what you're talking about isn't just about a habit. It's actually about a habit that becomes a belief, and once that habit becomes a belief, it becomes very, very difficult on your own to reform that without somebody stepping in like all of us have had and speaking that truth and love to you so you can start to reform those thoughts into different feelings and different actions. Yeah, I've, I've got a uh, just a simple example that you can apply to what you just said. Uh, another one of our certified trainers, his name is Stane Rousseau. He's from South Africa, and he's kind of a brain guru. So last year I'm talking to him and I'm like, okay, so I want to get in better physical shape. What can I, what can my mind tell my brain to do? And he said, Tom, just repeat this to yourself like a hundred times a day. I am getting fitter and fitter every day in every way. I'm getting fitter and fitter every day in every way. And so I started doing it and, and I had no connection between what he was saying and how that was going to work. Right. It was just, Tom, just say this. So I kid you not, three weeks later, I'm at the mall and I park my car and I walk in and halfway in, I look back at my car and there are 20 empty spaces between my car and the front door of the mall. And I think, what just happened? Because when it comes to parking at the mall, I'm a vulture. I mean, I circle... I will go around a parking lot 10 times to get the one by the door. Right. 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 And then it dawned on me. I have read a hundred times. Hey, a great way to get a little bit more exercise in during the day is, you know, park a little bit further from the door. Don't take the elevator, take the stairs. Uh, when you go do a bathroom break, just take an extra walk around the hallway, you know, whatever it is. And over the day you get, more steps, which equal more calories. 
And so all my mind did was told my brain, fix this. And so my brain had me park where I'd never parked before. Now, that's a simple one, but the process is exactly the same no matter how complicated or deep-rooted the issue is that you're having. It might take longer. You might need some help or a coach or, you know, to help you get there, but your brain will, it'll create the new pathways. So along those lines, because now you're talking about activating, right? So the first thing is the mindset. I got to go ahead and, and build the mindset to start to tell myself what it is I'm going to do differently and believe that it's the right thing to do. But then I have to actually start to take action for it. And sometimes, to your point, the subconscious brain will actually start to activate uh, the activity. But one of the things I loved about your dad's story that I want you to share around the activation piece of change is can you share with the audience the uh, the block in the mailbox? Because it's become a uh, it's, it's a legend now, right? Um, the block right. the block in the mailbox story is a legend from Zig. So it, it's the activation of doing something different once you start to believe that in this case exercise was important. Can you tell us that story? Yeah. So you know, at the end of Dad's life, um, when I knew he didn't have much time left, you know, I said, Dad, I know that character and integrity are your number one reasons for success. What's your number two reason? And he said, PC. And I said, PC. He said, yeah, persistent consistency. And I, and I'd heard him say this before, but I said, what does that really mean? And he said, oh, it's simple. He said, when there's something that you, a goal or an aspiration that you want to achieve, consistency means you work on it every day or as often as necessary. Persistency means that when you work on it, you take it up a notch. You do a little extra, right? You go a little longer. If you're lifting weights, you might lift a little bit more. If you're making sales calls, you might add a a new question to your, to your, you know, to your presentation. So consistency has to do with how often and persistency has to do with the intensity of what you're doing. And so the story that anchors this in, because we all remember stories, is in 73 or 4, 73, I think, dad was writing the book, See You at the Top. And he realized that he weighed too much. And he was telling people in the book, you can be what you want to be. You can do what you want to go. You can, or, you, know, you can go where you want to go. You can have what you want to have. And he knew that people were going to call him out on his weight, right, because he was 36 pounds overweight. So he goes down to the Cooper Aerobics Center here in Dallas. He gets all checked out. And they say, uh, you need to lose 36 pounds. And if you want to jog, jogging is a good exercise. So he buys all the stuff, the shoes, the jogging outfit. And the first day he runs, you can, you can Google Earth it. You can go to 6148 Dillbeck Lane. That's where I grew up. You can Google Earth it. He, and that's Dallas, Texas. I can't remember the zip code, but Google will get you there. He runs a block. He runs to the end of the block. That's how far he could run. I mean, we're talking like eight houses, okay? (laughs) And then he walks and he comes back home. And then the next day, he ran a block and a mailbox. So nine houses. (laughs) Yes. He just went around the corner to the next mailbox. Right. So that's BAM. So if you're wanting to apply BAM to your life, it's the same thing as persistent consistency. It's block and a mailbox. So the third day, he ran a block and two mailboxes. 
And then he kept adding mailboxes until he ran all the way around the block and then two blocks and then three blocks and then a half a mile and then a mile and then two miles and then five miles. So the point is, it's just like the fastest way to success is replace a bad habit with a good habit is you look at what you want to accomplish. You apply the PC, the persistent consistency, you apply the extra mailbox example and your life will change. Uh, that's that's fantastic. And I love the story because it's it's so directly applicable to all of us, no matter what it is in your life that you're trying to do. Um, and again, all of this works together, right? To your point early, you're either growing or you're dying. And for those who have chosen the path of growing, BAM works in every aspect of your life. You should be yeah. looking at that. What's the next mailbox? What's the next one mailbox that I can continue to do better? And and I love the I shared my with my wife, I shared the the wheel of life and you mentioned them earlier, the the mental, the physical, the spiritual, the family, the, the personal, the financial, the career, the wheels. I, I shared with her the spoke. And usually I try to be the the person who brings all the wisdom to my wife as if I invented it. But this time I really gave you full credit for this. And uh, she knows the truth anyway. So she, she knows there's nothing new under the sun, Jeff. I know you didn't create anything new. Anyways, I shared with her the wheel of life. And I said, so you can look at this and you can see how you can measure yourself on any one of these spokes at any given time. And she looks up at me and she's not read any of this stuff. That's not her thing. She looks at me up, up, up at me and says, and I bet you if you're bad in one area, you get a bumpy ride. And I go, Bingo. You're, there again, you're proving you're faster and smarter than me in all aspects of our marriage. So um, I just feel like if you've, if for those out there listening, if you've not read the book, Choose to Win, and you don't have to just read the book, it's out there in other aspects, the wheel of life and these principles and being able to, to, to measure yourself against those individual spokes, that's how you can start to create a plan for your life, right? Where are those areas of those spokes where you're feeling like you got a little bit of a bumpy ride right now and identifying which of those spokes is causing that bumpy ride and create a plan to do something about it. Right. And so let's just pile on to what we talked about earlier. In order to have real success in life, we talk about balanced success. So there's seven spokes and we give you the ability to rate yourself in each area on a scale of one to 10 Balanced success would be scoring yourself an eight, nine, or a 10 in all seven areas. I mean, if you're a billionaire like Steve Jobs was, would you trade all your money to get cured? Yeah, you would. 100%. Right. And so we've got to, we want to have, we want to have high scores in all of them. And so then it's like, okay, so that's balanced success. Well, what's, what's balanced significance? That's when you know enough in these areas to help someone else be, do, or have more than they thought possible. Fantastic. Right. So what's legacy? (laughs) Legacy is when you can teach and transfer the habits to someone else that, that they can start making good decisions on their own. They can figure it out on their own. They know, I know you're huge on problem solving. That's all legacy is it's teaching others how to solve life's most important problems. Hey, we should write that down. We should. Legacy is teaching others how to solve life's most important problems. I think we just got a new quote. We did. I love it. We'll have to like take joint credit for that. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll offer that. 
So here's one thing I want to make a distinction because I've got some uh, some cheeky listeners out there, and you know they like to be clever. If you score a two in all seven areas, you will have a smooth ride. The problem is you're not going to go anywhere. (laughs) You need the biggest wheel to go the farthest, the fastest. And when you have that balance and it's the biggest wheel scoring eight, nines, and tens, that's how you can drive from success to significance to legacy fastest, right? Right. And And here's the word picture so you'll never forget it. So if you're twos on everything on your wheel, imagine a 300-pound man on a little bicycle meant for a three-year-old. <laughs> Love it. And, um, That's what it is. We teach visual storytelling all the time, and you just gave a picture that most of us are going to want to forget, but it certainly is going to be too hard to forget. Um, so I know we're uh, we're really kind of coming up against the end of the episode, uh, Tom, and I can't tell you how big of an honor it's been for me to spend this time with you. I would be I'd be willing to do this every week. Um, that's, that's how much value that you and your father have, have provided to me over the course of my life and my career and continue to do so. And that should tell the audience, I mean, you guys are living squarely in the legacy category. And what we all should be aspiring to do is to do the same thing. Um, so the book is called Choose to Win. It's on Amazon. You can go to Ziegler.com as well. Uh, there's so much information. And most of you out there already know how to access this information. But I encourage you to, to jump into the social community of Ziegler.com and their entire community of people on Facebook and, and LinkedIn and other places and get the book. You will not be disappointed. Um, I keep having to go back and reread sections of it myself because though I teach and coach and we try to equip others with a very similar philosophy, I myself sometimes can be the, the cobbler whose children have no shoes. And so it's important for me to go back and, and do those same things. So do you have any parting thoughts or, or, or words for the audience? You know, uh, I'll just, I'll give an insight that I've had um, really this last week or so. Dad came up with the be, do, and have philosophy. You've got to be before you can do, and you've got to do before you can have. A number of years ago, uh, we added the word give to it. Right. You got to be the right kind of person, do the right things. Then you can have all that life has to offer, which allows you to give to others. Yep. And then through the legacy, we said, well, what's the ultimate gift? The ultimate gift is legacy. So it's be, do, have, give legacy. So here's the new thought. Every action that we take is preceded by a thought. And so I'm really thinking about adding a new word, and the word is think. So it would be think, be, do, have, give, legacy. And so I just want to encourage everybody listening, what's the legacy you want to leave, and what's the thinking you've got to do to create the person to be so you can become the person who does the do all the right things so that you can have all that life has to offer and give to others. And the ultimate gift is legacy. Boy, I don't even know how to, how to close after that. That is uh, some rich wisdom right there. And something that I think, yeah, he's uh, you dropped the mic on that one for sure. For <laughs> sure. Um, well, again, thank you so much. Again, it's Choose to Win. And I, we only touched on a small, small microcosm of the wisdom that's in that book. And go to Ziegler.com. And, and Tom, thank you so much. We really appreciate you having uh, joining us on our podcast today. What a pleasure. Thank you.
You've got questions, we've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.